0: Now on to the show.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Morning Walk and Photo Talk. You're here with the Artist Forge, and we're super excited to have yet another conversation today as we work at being the bridge between technique and art. So that's kind of formally um, what we're looking at as the Artist Forge. We realized recently that I think the main goal when we get together here is not necessarily to be kind of a skill-based place. There are a lot of folks out there who are doing a fantastic job giving people access to places where they can increase their technical skills, their ability to nail exposures and work with lighting and things like that. And what we wanna focus on is the philosophy behind why we choose the things that we do as artists, why we choose certain lighting, why we choose certain compositions, thinking like an artist, how do you have to think and behave in order to become the kind of artist that you want to be? And um, so that is what you know we focus on here. As you guys know, you've been here for a long time, but we're going to make it a little, um, a little bit more like the target of the bullseye as we choose topics and conversations and what things we choose to cover here. So wanted to let you guys in on that one as we continue nailing down that prop, that process, and our purpose. And to that end, uh, today, we are going to be discussing the journey, falling in love with the journey. We've had a conversation similar to this before, where we talked about the fact that so often we look at our careers as a series of goals, right? Um, We want to reach a $10,000 sale, or we want to get hired by this company, or once we have our own studio, we will have made it. And you know, having those goals is amazing because it gives us something to work towards. But often we forget that the goal only affects our life for a very small amount of time. You know, once we've reached that thing, it becomes commonplace again. It becomes part of our process one more time. It becomes part of the journey as we continue on to the next thing. And it's really easy to forget The fact that we live that journey every single day. I mean, that's where life happens. It doesn't happen in the goals. It happens in the journey. The goals just give us waypoints, you know, as we move through our lives. And so those things are sexy, right? Like the goals are sexy. It's really easy to want to to focus on those things, to learn how to reach them, to think about and fantasize about what it's going to be like, and also when other people hear about the goals we reach, there's, there's motivation in that and inspiration in that and there should be. But every day when we're in the trenches, when we're slogging along, when we're, you know, fighting with our, our sense of defeat, or when we're battling um, perfectionism, we're trying not to compare ourselves or struggling with clients or getting lost in some new piece of work we're creating, or sharing something new with our friends all of these little things that happen to us every day that is the journey and if we're going to make it as artists one of the big factors is staying in the game right and so many people will fall out um they will come and they will live in the art world for a little while and then they'll kind of fall out of the art world because As we all know, this is a damn hard place to make a living and to build a career. And for a while, it feels really good, particularly as we're mastering things and we're learning these skills. But in a way, it's a lot like a marriage. It takes work to stay in. It takes a sense of commitment to be here for the long term. And if we don't fall in love with the journey of being artists with the everyday then the chances of us being able to stay here for as long as we need to be here really start to dwindle so today the discussion is all about being able to fall in love with the journey and there are lots and lots of different ways and many things many tools that we can use to help ourselves along and Some I will share that have been shared with me from other amazing artists. Some we can talk about that are our own, um, or even just the struggle. That's the conversation today. So the first thing I want to ask these amazing moderators this morning is when I talk about falling in love with the journey, and if we were to even just say, normalize the struggle, what are the things that y'all think about? And is there anything you do that you think helps keep you in love with what it means at just this, this everyday life of being an artist?
2: It's interesting. You know, you talk about the setting the goals, right? And how like it becomes very temporary, right? You get there and you're like, yes, awesome. Oh, now what? Right. Um, I think it's really important to keep in mind, especially in the, in the sense of the journey is to keep the, the vision and the feeling of what it is that you're doing it for like keeping that purpose, but what that, that purpose, cause the end result is always shifting. Uh, but what does that feel like and hold that vision? A friend of mine, uh, she posted something yesterday, I think maybe on LinkedIn, and it's about how she doubled her revenue this year simply by building a home. And she's about halfway through of building the house, uh, but she walks through the space almost every day. And, you know, like with everything happening in the, the shipping world and in the construction world, everything is delayed like 27 times, you know, the original um, quote, but she walks through every day, and she just envisions living there, and what it's going to feel like to have her own home instead of renting, and what that that space is inevitably going to feel like with her family, and and so on and so forth, and that's actually given her the impetus that she needs to reach the the tangible, scalable, like measurable goal piece, uh, and and I think that's an important thing to remember. You know, what does it feel like when? when you're accomplishing or when you're learning or when you're going through the things on the journey uh, is w- why are you doing it? What's what's the point?
1: That's a really, really important question, Kat. And one I think, um, I think a lot of us probably feel the point intuitively. Like we probably know the difference between when we're making art and when we're doing anything else and when we're working for ourselves versus when we're doing anything else. And, um, but I don't know how many of us actually ask ourselves that question, right? Like, what's the point? Why this, why this over everything else? Um, and which is exactly why when I'm doing interviews, that is the last question I ask the artists that I talk to. Is what is your why? Because that is what it comes down to. Why are you doing this and not working uh, as an architect or anything else that you could be doing? There's a million ways, ways to make a living. Why this? So is that something you have settled for yourself, Kat, like when it comes down to purpose? Yes and no.
2: Um, I mean, I definitely have a, a purpose in, in my work. Uh, you know, and it's about the, the impact that I have, uh, I'm a big believer in the butterfly effect, uh, and knowing that, that every time I'm able to give somebody the experience that I create for my clients and be intentional with the artwork that we create, they then take that experience and the confidence that they feel in that space and take that back out into the world, into their families, into their businesses and to, you know, insert their network here. Right. And how does that affect how they move through the world, uh, even if it's something completely private and just for them? There's still a, a how do you have a tangible emotional response um, that they use to make choices and, and move through the world on their terms? Um, but at the end of the day, I do that because I know that Im- impact you know, resonates and builds like compounding interest on itself. Uh, but also, you know, I think it's, it's important to remember that I do that because at some point in my life, right, you know, I mean, many people have, have heard my story and talk about getting laid off and not being able to find a, a job uh, beyond working like four temporary gigs as a bartender. Uh, but at some point, you know, you turn around and you're like, why am I killing myself for somebody else? And I think that's that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs come to, to question is, why can't I do this for myself? Um, and when they choose to step into that entrepreneurial journey, rather as an artist or otherwise, uh, it's because they're able to, to bet on themselves uh, to see what is possible instead of just relying on the they'll work in a corporation or otherwise. Like my dad, he is big time, Can't, could never figure it out. Like he is a brilliant businessman, but he could never get past the, sorry, I have like all of these group texts coming in. Um, he could never get past the lack of a guarantee on a paycheck. And that gave him too much anxiety to trust himself enough to build a business, so he chose to stay in the corporate world. Was able to retire pretty early. I think he retired at like forty-seven, um, which makes me want to punch myself in the face. But uh, <laughs> that being said, he couldn't he couldn't get past himself long enough to to trust the journey of an entrepreneur. Um, whereas one of his biggest pride points with me is the fact that I have stayed this path and continue to bet on myself. Will I retire at 47? God, that would be amazing, wouldn't it?
1: (laughs) Man, yes. Oh, the dream. Um, I know I I so much identify with that. You know, my husband is really the same way. He's, he's an amazing man and an incredible um, one of those people who is works with a purpose, you know, like a purpose in his heart where he knows he's doing things for people. And that he's kind of serving something greater than himself, but he is the same as your dad. He prefers knowing and having that, the comfort of a check that he can count on as opposed to, um, as opposed to the uncertainty sometimes of, of trusting what you're doing. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. Knowing that you are betting on yourself and trusting yourself, man, that is, that is such a huge benefit of what we do. And obviously every benefit comes with a risk and that certainly comes with a risk. But I think you're right. And that's one of those things that we can look back and rely on um, as, as a way to make sure that we stay in love with what we're doing. Right. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to live, sorry, that was the sound of my teapot. Um, If I'm going to live a life that I love knowing that I can rely on myself and count on myself, and I get to be the master of, of my fate and what I'm doing. It's a huge way for me um, to stay in love with the process, especially when I look at what it feels like and remember what it felt like to, to work for someone else as opposed to what it feels like when I'm working for me and knowing the impact I can have on other people like you. You get to change the world a little bit, one portrait at a time. Um, and that's a pretty incredible feeling. So I think that's a really fantastic way to keep yourself in love with the journey, even in those times when it can really feel like a struggle. It does. And then there are those days, too, where you're like, I can't believe I've done this
2: to myself. This would be so much easier if like, somebody else would do the work for me, right? I want somebody else to handle the sales. I want somebody else to handle the marketing. I want somebody else to take the responsibility that I've given myself because I just can't do it anymore. And that's a hard place to be. You know, we all, all have those, those parts of the journey where we're just like, fuck, why am I here? Uh, but it's in asking yourself that question, it, at least when you mean it, instead of just like being frustrated and shouting it out at the sky. But when you really just look internally and like, okay, why, why am I here? Why am I in this space? And why am I choosing to move forward? And maybe the answer is, I don't think I want to anymore. And that's okay too. Um, but it's about having that, that brutal honesty with yourself about the impact that you do want to have. Um, that, that really sort of shakes things up and changes the game.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent and um you know as you just mentioned something that i think it's important for us to tackle and maybe we won't tackle this today but um i've had a lot of people ask how do you know when it's time to give up how do you know when it's time to be done or when this journey is over and uh a friend of mine i think it was i think it was Megan DiCaprio it might have been somebody else but she basically said you know when the idea of giving up holds relief and not regret. And I was like, oof, well, that's a a big thing to think about. Yeah, yeah, because there's certainly so many times and I'm sure for most of us, you know, as as we kind of slog forward and struggle along, there have been times when we're like, God, it would be so much easier just to go get a job somewhere and not fight this fight all the dang time. But then when you think about the idea of everything that you've built and everything that you are building and walking away from it and putting down your camera, there's this sense of, no God, I don't want to do that. Um, there's so much more I have yet to do. I, you know, have to finish the book. If I don't paint this thing, I just, I can't live with myself. Um, and, and that idea in a way is, is kind of terrifying. So I, I mean, I think that that's a not a bad measuring stick to use to go and no, it's not time yet. And if the idea of giving up makes you feel like,
3: at last,
1: I, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll be able to paint just for me, and and have this as a, a love again, and not a business again, then oh, yeah, then maybe, maybe, you know, it's something worth thinking about. So um, I noticed Carolyn has joined us. Hi, Carolyn. Good morning. What are your thoughts this morning on how we fall in love with the, uh, the journey?
4: Good morning. Um, I was just going to kind of say what you just said Nicole Uh, I my part of the journey right now was I had to go back into the working world and that was a hard decision but an easy decision because I have a child to take care of that needs insurance and all of that other stuff that comes with working a job and it was interesting when you, when your friend said, you know, when it becomes a relief, because I didn't give up on being an artist. I'm an artist is in my DNA. It isn't because I get paid for it. I'm an artist to my soul. Um, but it was a relief when, um, and also a frustration, going back to work, being able to provide for my daughter and I can still be an artist. Maybe not the artist that I want to be at this point in my life, but for right now, this is what I have to do. And finally making that decision uh, was a relief for me. Now I'm working on getting back to being a working artist rather than just an artist in my head. Ooh, Carolyn. Thank you so much for sharing that, and
1: I think that's really, really important um, for us to remember that sometimes part of the journey of being an artist means that we do have to take on other things for a while. Um, you know, as you know, I was working for Pro Edu for the last part of the year and the beginning of this year, and that was an amazing boon to my family during the pandemic. You know, that was a, a huge gift to us, and and. I, I mean, I don't regret that for a second. It allowed us to do and save and et cetera. Um, a lot of things we would not have been able to do otherwise. And during that time, I did not have the chance to express my soul as much, but it provided something really important for my family. And so that was an important thing um, for us to do at that time. And there are times when we we do need to know when we have to to take a side quest, right? It doesn't mean that we stop being an artist, like you said. It just means that we're taking a side quest. We'll be back. We never really, we never left the end goal of, of making art. Um, we can't stop being who we are. We just have to do something else for a little while, and that's okay, too. So I'm really grateful that you brought that up. I want to make sure that we also um, get some... Uh, feedback from the rest of the panelists too. And then we'll start bringing up more folks. Gene, I see your hand. Don't worry, my friend, I will grab you. But I also want to make sure we have a chance to hear from Bassam and Matt and Becca.
5: Yeah. Um, I, uh, when I think uh, about the why, you know uh, given my situation today where i i've had a long you know corporate career i did well in my career i'm i'm semi retired in the sense that i have a pension coming in and and i design my my i'm i'm still relatively young so i'm still going to be working but i design my second career in, in a way that suits what i want to do in life and what gives me joy and that's why i do photography because because i'm driven by by that passion but i'm also it kind of it kind of defines my why it's it's one way to arrive at what gives me joy and uh but but really and, and 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 i do it for that reason and it's obvious to me but what really has has been on my mind lately and it's not a it's not a matter of uh, i'm not struggling with it it's just something i i think about is that do i really need to make it a business to because the why I do it will be there whether I make it a business or whether I just do it uh, as a, as a hobby and and deliver the same service and deliver the same uh, uh, I guess uh, impact or have the same impact on the people I have through my photography. So so it's a struggle uh, or not a struggle, but it's a it's a choice that I make to actually make it a business, and then I wonder why is that? And I know money is important, and I and I you know it's not like I'm gonna starve if i don't do this but but i realize that there's another why it's, it might you know there's there's and i need to satisfy both and that's why i i do that and the other why is my personal need to feel uh you know i've always been the breadwinner in my house uh, well I, at least the majority breadwinner i've always provided and I feel that I one of the why I do it is because I need to satisfy that need. I need to feel that I'm still relevant. I need to feel that I can still contribute. And I think that kind of balances out uh, and kind of drives me to make it a business and, and and feel that accomplishment that not only am I providing the service and and the impact I have on people through my photography, but I can still uh You know, run a business, make it a business, make money, and 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 satisfy that need in me.
1: Yeah, um, that's a really good point, Basam, and I think it's great for us to remember that this is always more than one thing. Because if it's just to make, we don't have to choose to do that for a living, right? There's always more considerations that come into whether or not we choose to take this thing that we love and, and make it a business and affect people through our business rather than just through, you know, the making and sharing of art. Because that's certainly something any of us can do no matter what we do for a living. So, you know, understanding those parts of ourselves and knowing why we choose those things certainly is a really great way to keep us on that path i mean um there are a lot of ways that we could also choose to make a living most of us are multi-talented and there are things that we could do in other ways as well um i know you know many of us uh, came from something else before we moved into the art world and we could do those things too but there's you know multiple reasons that being an artist for a living becomes the choice and keeping those other reasons in mind as well I mean, those things are are powerful, powerful motivators, right?
6: Can I just say that?
5: Yeah, Go ahead, Becca.
6: Oh, yeah. So I found it very interesting. that Everyone is talking about the the process of becoming a professional working artist and making a living there. And that is not where my mind went about the journey at all. (laughs) Good, Uh,
1: good. We need to (laughs) go through multiple ways. So that's why there's all of us here today.
6: I don't know, the song can finish also, I just, I thought that was just absolutely fascinating thinking about like, you know, where those goals are and how the conversation has turned into the, the goal of being a professional. And all I can think about is like, how do I stay in love with art? Not necessarily, how do I stay in love with making money out of art?
1: Yes. That's, yeah. Okay, good. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Becca, because this, I mean, this conversation needs to be holistic. Um, and when I ask the question, you know, that's why I sometimes I know you guys will pick at me a little bit and be like, ah, oh, could you be more specific? Well, there's a reason that I leave these things open because um, part of the conversation becomes what comes right to you, right? Like, what is when, when you hear that thing, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Because we should know about ourselves that those immediate gut reaction things mean something is important to us. Like, if that is what pops into our head, um, then. And that's an important thing for us it doesn't mean it's the end-all be-all but it obviously means that that is the biggest bubble right like that's the thing that's going to to come to the surface first and knowing that about ourselves is really important because it gives us a kind of a road map so so becca knows that if this is a question she needs to ask for herself she has to drill down to staying in love with the art itself um, and if you're looking for information or if you're looking to grow, understanding how we answer those questions becomes a really important signpost. So I'm super glad you brought that up. Bassam. I want to give you a chance to respond. And then, um, Becca, I really, really want to hear what you have to say. Oh, Kat, no, I noticed you no. muted yourself, too. Feel free to jump in it.
5: In. Yeah, no, I, I don't have much to say. I just want to say, I mean, I, it, it, I'm finished saying what I'm saying. But again, it, it, I just want to reemphasize it's not the... It, for me, I, and I know you didn't mean it exactly that way, Becca, But it's not about the love of money. It's about that feeling of being able to, to continue to provide and be relevant in that sphere, right? It's not about the money itself. It's it's what, you know, it's it's what I need as 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 a, as, a uh, as validation, I would say. All right.
6: Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, it wasn't like.
5: No, no, I, I get it. I get it
6: you know no not like that uh just the different yeah, we can all
1: imagine Bissam as scrooge with his piles of money
6: <laughs> oh yeah definitely that is completely Bissam.
1: one of the most generous men i know sitting around hoarding his wealth
6: <laughs> i mean i've definitely had to do i've i've had to you know work other jobs and like be a functional living human being also Um, I mean, those are legitimate concerns. And when you are actually running a business and you go through all the processes of, you know, having a legal, functioning, self-sustaining business, it's hard and it's scary Um, and it takes a lot of work. And that part is, as we've talked about a lot, like where a lot of artists tend to struggle. And that is a really important part of that journey to be in love with, because I think a lot of artists just aren't. We've we've touched on that multiple times about all the the struggles of running the business. but I, I'm interested to know if anyone else has had problems with the the art of, of staying in love with art. And like, like Carolyn said, um, I'm very much in that same vein of like, I, I don't care if I don't ever make another dollar. Like I will be an artist. I will be a photographer until I croak. Like that's just part of who I am. And uh, I don't think I could ever not necessarily be in love with it, but I have when working had times where i didn't particularly like the art that i was creating um and so that is something in the in the business process that is kind of interesting thing about i was working for um a studio when i was younger and we did like model portfolios and we would churn out like oh god it, it was just like so high volume we'd just like crank through all these like teenage models who were like trying to develop a portfolio we go through like 20 30 a day it was absolutely insane and it was photography i made a lot of money i thought it was like the dream job and then i hated it i hated the photos i took because they were so dull to me there was no creativity there um and that you know was just kind of this learning experience for me like oh i've made it as a photographer you know i have this nice job i get to travel it's so great and i don't actually like the photography of it at all um so, like sticking to that entrepreneurial path for me has been really important, and I'm never bored with it. you know. I, I'm always in love with it. Um, I completely lost where I was going with this tangent. Um, but yeah, I just I, I found it very interesting, you know that that difference in where the conversation took this morning in you know, staying in love with the business versus staying in love with the art. Um, so I'm just curious I guess if anyone else sees those roads differently or you know has an issue one way or the other you know I think
1: it's really interesting um, oh go ahead Kat. and I'll, I'll, I'll... I,
2: I, I'm actually really glad that, that you brought it up Becca um, because I was remembering being a kid and like one Christmas I got a paint set right and it had acrylics arco- uh, acrylics oils and charcoals And oh, maybe pastels too. But I remember sitting down and just like, you couldn't stop me from creating. Right. And I would sit there and I would mix all the things I would mix the, the acrylics and the oils and people were like, God, don't do that. I was like, whatever. I'm just making things, uh, because as a creator, right? Like that's just what you do. You make the things. And you know, when you learn the rules, then, you know, things change. But as you go down that that entrepreneurial aspect of things, like you were talking about, you know, doing all of those folios for models and making a boatload of money, but like you weren't doing it on your terms. And that's really where that shift happens is as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you get to decide which clients to take on. And then you get the, the hurdles become the sustainability of it and all of the things. So when you're cookie cutting all the things, that's when the fallout happens. When you're just like, this fucking sucks. Everybody wants the same thing. This is what I'm expected to produce and I don't love any of it. Oh, but thanks for paying me, right? Um, And so being able to give yourself the breath to create what it is that your soul is after right, allows you to stay in that space of, of loving what it is that you do. Um, and, you know, for a long time, I was in the space of, well, unless I'm getting paid in some way, shape, or form, I'm not going to do it, right? Like, I'm only going to do a gift voucher situation and rah, 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 and that's it. And then once I realized, like, well, I could do that, or I could also just create for the sake of creation and just share that with the model, with the team, with the world, that was when I was able to find into that flow where I, I do get to, to leverage the, the artist part of me that wants to create for the sake of creating without having to worry about the sustainability of it in the business, whether or not the business is sustainable already.
6: Does that make sense? 100%, 100%, that's exactly the feeling
1: This is a super important conversation, guys, because it really drives home the fact that the path that we take toward staying in love with what we're doing um, is going to be so highly dependent on who we are and what our experiences are. And for some of us, um, you know, I've got uh, some friends who their life as a photographer is not in an entrepreneurial aspect. They work for a company. They produce, you know, for that company. That's when they shoot and then you know they may make things for themselves on on their free time but it certainly does become a struggle for them to stay in love with what they're doing because the expression that they're allowed in those circumstances is certainly not as broad as it would be otherwise but they don't have either the desire or the freedom to create purely based on you know what they want and try to earn their own money that way and i know some other folks and I know I've mentioned this before. Um, Tyler Jacobson, who is a a commercial illustrator, told me, you know, because obviously his work is highly creative. He gets to do things like paint, you know, the covers for D and D books and design characters and do all of this fun stuff. Um, But you know, he has talked to me often about the fact that it's important for him to be able to step aside, even from this stuff. I mean, that's where the guy lives his life. He practices, you know. Um, historical European martial arts there's swords all over his wall he's a pop culture nerd he, he lives in this world but even he still needs to step aside and just create for himself sometimes to remind himself that painting is fun and that it's not just a job and so you know for him to stay in love with the journey of being an artist um, whether that encompasses work for us as well or whether that encompasses just staying in love with the art itself um, he has to build that into the way that he lives and works because the fact that he earns money from his art means that sometimes he's not always doing what he wants to do. And there's pressure involved in the making of art that doesn't exist when we get to just come home and play with our paints. And so each of us have to be able to look at this particular journey that we're on and understand ourselves and what we need from this experience well enough to know where we need to change things and build in those other avenues that that hit the benchmarks for us to keep us in love so
6: really Um, important just a little or to backtrack to where my brain was originally at and that same that same vein there um the conversation started talking about goals right and like you know how to stay in love the journey from large goal to large goal. And uh, just for me personally, I have always been less interested in those large goals. And I think that's where that divergence kind of happened for me where, you know, if you're working for a larger company and you have like your larger like quarterly goals or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, versus when working more creatively, like the work that I do now, um, I'm, I'm not, I have the large goals because they're important for, you know, the sake of growth. But each individual art piece, each step in that process is its own goal in itself for me. And that is definitely probably where that love and that value falls for me personally, where instead of it's like, I need to make X amount of money by this date and then reassess you know, how my business is working, what I need mean, to change and whatever, but yada, yada. Um, it's okay, where am I getting my information? Like what research am I doing for which project? Each of those is a small goal that is so exciting to me that it keeps that excitement rolling. All the time so even you know working for other you know for clients which yes other people tell me what to do and I do it for them but there's these smaller goals within each of those projects on you know a daily weekly basis for me that are really fun and really exciting it's always something new instead of putting my focus on larger long-term goals uh, and getting feeling like I'm dragging my feet to get there yeah
1: yeah that's a great one as well and so So far, um, we're going to have Jean share and then Larry and then Erica. Um, But before that, I just want to kind of reiterate some of the things that we've talked about so far in this topic of making sure or learning how to fall in love with the journey. Um, And the reason that I brought up goals is because that is one of the things that often gets touted to us as things that we should be keeping in mind as artists. And and that's where a lot of the discussion lies. And a lot of the discussion tends to fall away from just that day to day. And you're so right, Becca, being able to look at the individual things that we're working on and those small steps, um, each one step we take forward as the goal in and of itself, then kind of becomes the path, you know, so that's an important thing for us to do. Understanding our motivations is an important thing for us to do, and remembering that those are not just tied to the art themselves. Like Bassam said, that, that need to be a provider is included in what is important about this journey for him. Um, like Kat said, understanding the underlying motivations there, knowing why it's important for this to be the career and not something else, those things are important. And all of those are steps that we can take to help us stay in love with this journey of being artists, whether that includes, you know, monetary income for us or not. So I want to go ahead and grab Jean, and then we'll um, follow up with Larry and Erica.
3: Good morning. Um, so to Becca's point, and, and on this this uh, question of, um, you know, s- staying in love with the art, I, I've said this many times that, you know, for me personally, I, I've, I find that there's three different kinds of photography for me. There's the photography that pays the bills. There's the photography that I'm, I'm really good at. And then there's the photography that I really enjoy doing. And obviously, you know, when someone can find a genre uh, of, of photography that hits all three of those, I, I think that's really where you've reached nirvana. But for many of us, you know, the the photography that pays the bills serves as a facilitator to give us the freedom to to do the things that we want to do, the photography that we're good at, the creating that we're good at um, oftentimes serves to build, you know, our confidence and gives us an environment where we can showcase uh, what we can do. Um, And and then the photography that we really enjoy doing is really the fuel that we have to keep doing in order to uh, stay motivated as a creator. And so it's sort of like, when you could break away from the things that you have to do and do something that's really fun that you really enjoy doing, it's like like putting fuel back in the tank. And then for me, when there's a distance between what I'm good at doing and what I really enjoy doing, that ends up being part of the journey for me. That's where some of my goals come from because I want to bridge that gap. I really want to be good at what I enjoy doing. I'm not always good at what I enjoy doing, and so that gives me something to work towards. And so that's sort of the model that I've – uh, sort of visualize my uh, transition into, you know, from corporate, uh, from the corporate world into being an entrepreneur and, uh, and a photographer. Um, I, I wanted to share briefly on the question of journey, um, a, a, a very quick story that I think is really important. Um, despite my youthful appearance, I say tongue in cheek, I, I, uh, I am kind of long in the tooth. I've got some amazing experiences and And uh, it's funny, I was talking to Basan the other day. He he responded with a question, is there anything that you haven't done? And uh, I I actually get that question a lot. And um, I think one of the reasons why I've had such a a fantastically wild, crazy, random career, both in the military and and as a federal employee and then uh, outside of government. is because of my strong uh, desire to embrace the journey, and I think one of the ways that this was really embodied in me, um, or the, the the anecdote that demonstrates this, I think, perfectly was um, I. We've mentioned uh, we've talked a little bit about this general that I worked for for many years, and we were in Germany uh, driving back from a late meeting one day, and. I had an uh, an OCS, an officer candidate packet put together, and he was pushing really hard for me to become an officer because he thought I'd be a great officer. But I was a non-commissioned officer. And uh, if you're not familiar with the military rank, that's you know, the, the non-commissioned officers are the backbone of the military. They're the ones that make things happen, they're the ones that do the hard work um and, and get their hands dirty and, and they're they lead people and humans. Um, officers, you know, are focused on strategy, deep thinking, long-term stuff. Um, I really enjoyed being, you know, in the trench. I enjoyed being with other soldiers. I enjoyed making things happen. I enjoyed being the person that the officer looked at and said, okay, here's what we need to do. How do we do it? And I'd say, follow me. That's the, that's the mentality I had in the military. We were driving down the road late one night and I asked him, he was about to sign my OCS packet and it was going to be one of these things where because of his rank and position, who he was, as soon as he signed it, it was pretty much a done deal. There was no way it was going to get denied. I asked him if he could pull the OCS packet out of his briefcase and tear it up. I told him that I had decided that night, actually, because of some other things that i had seen, um, that, uh, I didn't want to become an officer. We sat in the car. I was, at the time, I was, I was driving for him. And at the time, and, and, and so we, we had this really quiet, kind of uncomfortable silence for about 20 minutes going down the Autobahn in Germany. And he, he looked at me and he said, you know, you know what your problem is? He said, you're too comfortable being the man behind the man when you're fully capable of being the man. He said, your father was an officer. You, you've been surrounded by officers. You would be a great officer. I don't understand why you don't want to become an officer. And my response to him was very simple. I said, you know, sir, the bottom line is when you're an officer, your life is programmed. Your entire journey is predestined. Now there's some turns and branches that could be made sure, but there are certain branch qualifying assignments that you have to do. There are certain uh, schools that you have to go to. There are certain things that you have to do or your career will end abruptly. And that's just the way it is for officers. The way i looked at my career i was sitting here uh in germany which i never thought i would ever be able to live in germany i was there for 10 years i was driving around this three-star general who i did just about everything for i was driver aide, uh, communications speech writer i did everything for him um, and he eventually took me on to be uh, with him when he became chief of staff of the army I have over 8,000 hours flying around in Gulfstream jets. i lived a rock star lifestyle my last couple years in the military. The way I looked at it is as an enlisted person, I was able to walk through the doors that opened for me. I didn't have to look at a door that was open that I really wanted to walk through, but I couldn't because I was confined by this path that had already been predestined for me. And that's one of the things that I really, really embraced in the military. If there was an opportunity for me, I walked through the door and I did so many amazing, cool, great things. I didn't retire as an officer. I retired as a master sergeant, which is respectable, but I didn't make sergeant major. I didn't go on to be sergeant major of the army. I didn't you know, do all those pinnacle top things, but gosh, I did a lot. And I was really, really satisfied and exhausted after 25 years and I was really happy with my career. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've embraced being an entrepreneur because now I'm back in the driver's seat and I have that freedom to walk through the doors when they open. And for me, that's I think how I define embracing that journey and not worrying so much about where I get or what goals I reach. Um, I mean, I have goals, I have dreams, I have aspirations, but that's not where I'm gonna stop. I'm always going to try to overshoot my goals, overshoot my dreams because I've got one life to live, I'm long in the tooth. I don't know how much longer I've got, and I want to see how far I can get, and so that's kind of what I'm doing with the um with embracing the journey. I just wanted to share that story
1: Jean, I think that's you know you really just illustrated what we were talking about earlier, which is how important it is to understand yourself and understand what motivates you and why you care um you know understanding that that having the freedom to make those choices when they pop up for you um the freedom to choose between them even knowing that that's an important thing for you really allows you to set the path for what you want your career to look like if you build in inherently that freedom um you know that obviously is going to be a wildly different experience than if you have kind of constrained yourself because that is important to you. So understanding those things about ourselves, I think, are are just going to make being in love with this journey that we're on so much easier. So thanks for your story, man. Um, I wanna make sure that we um, have a chance to hear from Larry. I think we lost Erica. She might have needed to go do something or had a client. I hope we can get her back. Um, But Larry, good morning, my friend. I'd love to hear from you.
7: Well, good morning. It's a really great conversation. I love listening to everybody's perspectives. And I don't want anyone to think that my perspective is, is right or wrong. It's only in my perspective. I, I've been fascinated listening to everyone's take on these topics. Um, I know I've listened to a lot of you before and I really admire this group of people that's up here. So, you know, when I think of, of art and business, uh, first of all, that what, what really has um, been my life is art. It's, it's a way of living. Uh, I believe that it's a way of thinking and um, it walks with you every step that you take all day long. Um, where I think that if you allow it, it leads you to creation as opposed to, um, like I, I've known a lot of really talented artists but they, they got themselves into a position where they had to create someone else's ideas for them because of the, they, they chose to work for someone else And so someone else would do the designing, they would, then bring it to life. And, you know, there's a frustration in their voice when I, when I talk to them, um, that they're missing something. Well, then I think the thing they're missing is the, the act of creating when there is nothing and you create something from nothing that is from you and it turns into something. Um, and the longer that you can do that and the more that you can do that, um, it becomes somewhat of a brand, if you will. And, uh. You know, for me, working uh, as my own independent company, my own independent self, has allowed me to create, and to create a lot, and build upon those creations. Some creations have succeeded and sold, some uh, and done very well, and others have not, and it's okay. Uh, I'm not, I don't judge a creation by whether it sells or not. I just love to create, and that's what just inspires me and gives me that, that tingle, you know, that I need. It's like that, that, that oxygen that a fire needs. So, you know, there's this excitement every day within the company. And then I, f- I started to realize early on in my career that I love the, the business of art. Like the business of art is an art in itself. And so I embrace the business of art. Um, and then you start putting thought into what am I creating and all these things that I create and there's this, this plethora of, of things that I've created and, and that, that are slowly forming this brand that um, I can then um, share with the world. And then when I see how that brand and that art is impacting others in a positive way, it becomes very, very, very satisfying. So, the, for me, the business side of it allows me to continually create on a daily basis. As a, but create from my inner soul as an artist, not from somebody else's. And uh, so that's kind of how I feel. For me, it's easy to 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 um, to set goals and, and put ideas out there. And and you know, you've created avenues of clientele and created avenues of of uh, marketing and and selling your brand that you can create and then put that artwork out there and and, and test it, and if it works, great. If it doesn't work, great. Uh, I think it's fantastic to be able to um, bring, as as Bassam said, to bring in uh, my income and 100% of my income is taking care of my family. And I love that. Um, it, it, It even creates inner conversations within our family that lead to further creation, if you will. So yeah, I guess creation is at my forefront um, and having it in your own business just leads to this constant barrage of thought that leads to more creation. So thanks for uh, giving me some time. I've been off for a while because I've been just on a on a real busy couple of months stretch here. Um, and then of course, we've also had our baby. So it's just been a busy time, but I haven't been on Clubhouse very much. So... You know, I, Nicole, I'm thankful that you give me the opportunity to share a few thoughts.
1: Yeah, absolutely, my friend. I'm glad to have you back a little bit and always a pleasure to hear from you. And, you know, it seems like listening to this conversation as a whole, one of the real through lines that has emerged is how important it is for us to know ourselves and to understand what things are important to us and what things keep us motivated and what things keep us moving because for each one of us, that path is going to look a little bit different. And knowing that that the, the business is an art and that's a thing to fall in love with or knowing that we need to also have that ability to provide or knowing that we need the freedom to choose um, for each one of us, you know, that might look a little bit different, but understanding that about ourselves, man, that's such an important thing because It is much easier to build something in or fix something or change something if you know what's important to you than it is to feel like something is wrong and not be able to understand why or where and how we can fix it. So I want to make sure we also have a chance to hear from Matt, Um, and then we'll go ahead and uh, I'll start wrapping stuff up a little bit with some of my final thoughts and um, the things that help me stay in love with this journey and all of its different permutations so Matt oh, N- there Nicole
7: goes. can I share one more thought on that because yeah, I just kind of dovetails to what you were saying you know that I know a lot of artists and and a lot of photographers and you know there's a there's a, a propensity to uh, fear the word business and sales and things like that you know and I, I I love um, the business of selling my art. I love the business of, of marketing my art. I, I love the whole uh, the whole concept of creating art and selling it to the world and bringing it out to, to the people where it gives them joy. Uh, but I love the business of it just as much. And it's not it, it's not something to be feared, as if it's um, if you if you turn your art into business that you're you're not focusing on the art anymore. If anything, I think you're focusing even further on the art uh, and getting your art out, and allowing you a space to create more art. Um, it's, yes, a business is a lot of work, but so is going to work every day for eight hours a day. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'd rather work hard within my business and be able to create my own art. So I, I just, I, I would love to see more artists embrace the business of, of art. And once you have a system, once you have a System in place, then you can just follow that system because business is very logical. Um, and after that, then you you can be as creative as you want with creating your own art. So thanks again. Sorry.
1: No, please don't be sorry. You know that's fantastic. It's a, it's a really important thing for us to keep in mind, especially those those few of us who uh, always struggle <laughs> with the business aspect. The freedom that it does give us to work for ourselves and create what we want is an absolutely beautiful thing. Um So Becca, was that a clap from you or were you, uh, did you have something you wanted to respond before Matt shares his ideas? Nope. Just clapping. All right, cool. All right. Matt would also love to hear from you today. How do you stay in love with this journey?
0: You know, it's, it's interesting that the conversation has been so great for the past hour. And one of the things that Kat said right at the beginning, which really, really hit home for me um, because it ties into a lot of what I do with with meditation and visualization and manifestation is the feeling of the joy of why you do what you do that feeling like the visceral feeling in your bones of why you're doing what you're doing that's the thing that i love i know for me it's not necessarily about the journey to being a professional i think we all have a long twisty road to that um, for me it came out of corporate like a lot of people and then i finally developed this inner artist that i didn't know i had i had always kept kind of hidden back whether it was musician or visual arts or, or whatnot and I was finally able to let that free and with that came a feeling of freedom like yes this is my purpose this is what I'm supposed to be doing now that might change next year and I develop you know uh, stomping grapes is my purpose whatever but I think at this moment in time and it's been almost a decade that my ability to connect with people the feeling that I get from helping people that. Is my why. And I've talked about that a lot before. I think to stay in love with the process, you've got to be able to understand that there are going to be these incredible ups and downs. Whether you're doing it for profit or not, there are going to be incredible ups and downs given the nature of life. So long as you stay focused on that longer term, have faith in yourself that this is the path that you're supposed to be on, then. All of those other ups and downs, you got to get a new job or you can't do this or whatever the case is, are temporary. And we've talked about that in all of this. I take a slightly more, while I'm very focused on finances, um, I take a slightly more spiritual woo-woo approach to doing what I do um, because that's the thing that keeps me going. That's the thing that makes me feel really good. I had a shoot yesterday with a woman who had an awful, awful breakup with her partner and we got to sit in my studio yesterday and shoot. She had puffy eyes. She's been crying for a week. It was in her head constantly and we were able to work her through some of that to maintain some of her self-confidence and power. That's the thing. It's not the, the portraits at the end of the day, it's being able to be kind to someone and help them quite a bit. That's why I continue to do this because it's the vehicle for me to be able to do that for other people.
1: Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, This has been a really incredible conversation this morning, you guys, and, and hearing everybody's thoughts on some of the things they do or the things they understand, the things we remind ourselves of and, the avenues that we build into our life to help us stay in love with this journey is so illuminating. And I want to share a little bit about why I I wanted this to be the topic of conversation this morning, because as many of you know, throughout my, my career as a maker, I've done a lot of things. Um, I've written novels, I've done illustrations, I've done photography, and photography in many, many realms from weddings to babies to baptisms to fashion and beauty and advertising. Um, I've done a lot of different things with photography. And I've moved, I've lived in a lot of different places. Um, like Eugene, I've lived in Germany, I've lived all over the States. And I think that experience has really forced me to understand something about myself very deeply and sometime about two years ago um, for a long time my business is called Nicole York Photography like many of us I just used my name because that made sense Um, but I realized that I to be tied down to a single thing makes me feel like I'm cutting parts of my soul out because I will never not be able to write. Um, and I will never not be able to just make the things that feel like I need to make them. And so I changed the name of a lot of my, my social media presence to Nicole Creates, because I recognize that photography is not, is not the soul of, of who I am or why I need to make things. It's just another avenue that I use to make things. And when I came to the realization that the telling of a story is what is at the heart of everything that I want to do, whether that is with an image or with a book, I recognized the very core of what I am and what's important to me. And knowing that knowing that about myself means that I have to choose a journey forward that is one I can love every day because this is not going to be easy um one of the best ways at least in the current climate and society that we have to gain notoriety and therefore clients and then income is to have something that you become known for and it's difficult when you want to just do all of the things when i want to write a book and also take a picture and make a painting and (laughs) do all of these different things um it becomes difficult. And so I've chosen a path for myself that is going to put me on the struggle bus going forward. But I know that if I'm going to live a life that I love day to day, I have to be doing something that I love every day. And if it means living in a bureaucracy and I have a goal, but I have to live in a bureaucracy to do it that goal is going to become worthless to me by the time I reach it because my day to day life is not going to be one that I'm happy living. And when we were having the conversation about our wins yesterday, like where are we winning? You know, how are we living lives that we love? And then today, talking about loving the journey, the really big ask behind this question comes from the fact that as humans, we tend to be very forward-focused thinkers. Um, we're, we're wanting to think about the future. We want to think about how we can get to where we need to be. What are we going to have to do to survive? Um, and we think a lot about those goals. That's why I brought them up. Those become our kind of... We, we have to look forward to something because that's where hope comes from. And so when we're looking forward, this moment, this mundane moment can become a sort of dream life. You walk through it without really paying attention to what you're doing and where you are, and what you're experiencing, because your eyes are so forward focused that all of the things that you do on the day-to-day become rote, you know? we, We go through them without really being present in those things. And when that happens, we start to lose what it is like to live every day in this life. And then when we finally reach that goal, that thing that we've been striving for for so long, there's the moment of elation and then there's the crash afterwards. Because when the goal is done, we're not falling right back into a life that we love. We're falling back into a life that we've ignored in the service of a goal that is now gone. And so what do we have to do? We have to make another goal. I need something else to look forward to. I got to have another goal. So we think, okay, well, I've, I've done this thing. Now what can I do next? And that becomes the goal. And all of a sudden, the same process gets repeated. We don't live presently in our day-to-day life, loving the things that we do every day. We're living every day in service of the thing that we're going for. And pretty soon, we're at the end of our lives and we've ignored our whole damn lives and what we have to look back on is this series of goals that we reached and i refuse for that to be the life that i build for myself and falling in love with the journey doesn't just mean staying in love with art and it doesn't just mean you know building something that is going to make us an income it means constructing a life for ourselves that Every day that we're in it, we wouldn't want to be doing anything else. And I'm sitting here this morning and I'm talking to you guys, and we're having this amazing conversation. I'm in my warm, fuzzy PJs. I'm sitting by the fire. I have my pups at my feet. My babies are upstairs sleeping. I have a cup of tea in my hand, and it's warm and it's cozy. And I'm sitting before the fire in a house that we bought. And if I take a second, and I break that down and I recognize what I'm here for right now, present with you all having this conversation. Sure, later I'm going to go make smart. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to finish some illustrations. I'm going to work on some more. I'm going to get it done because next month I'm going to write a damn book. I'm going to put all my creative energy into that. But right now, I'm about as cozy as you could get. And later when my babies get up, they're going to eat breakfast. and. I'm gonna be in love with this life that I have. And so, as we look at this process and this journey that we're on, and the life that we build for ourselves, staying in love with that journey means recognizing ourselves as whole people. And while the core of what I want to, to do, the thing I want to leave behind with my life, is the stories that I tell and helping other people to tell the stories that they need to tell to make this world a better place. And that's a big goal and what I care about. Every day that I live has to become a goal in and of itself. It has to become a journey that I enjoy taking. I have to love every forward footfall. Because what else do we got, guys? Those goals are ephemeral and what i leave behind is important for my sense of sanity but what i live now is important for for me that's the only life we have is the day to day experiences that we get and if we walk through them never actually seeing them never experiencing the bunny on the side of the road that's why i giggle when you guys mention Nicole moments because that's literally just me being so present that i'm getting distracted by things. Um, but that's because it, that, that, that's the poetry of our life are those moments. And we are so full of the future. Sometimes it crowds out everything that could be giving us the present moment that we should cherish and those things that become the day-to-day life. There's a, a painter named Ray Bania. Um, I, I was lucky to interview him last year. And that is what he paints. He makes his living painting these instances, it might be the building across the street. One of his paintings is literally um, the place that the sun hits in the spring when winter is almost over. This house that's down the street is kind of his first sign of spring because at a certain time in the morning, that's where the sun hits. And he painted that house, not because the house itself is fantastic or it was you know beautifully composed or anything about it. He painted it because of the emotional meaning that it has for his year. Spring is coming when that when the sun is on that house at a certain time of day. His paintings are all very much this is a moment in my life where this is a place in my life that has emotional resonance, meaning, and he's living his life not only through the living of it but through the painting of it and I think that that's such a beautiful metaphor for the little things that we may ignore if we don't learn how to be present in our lives so I recognize that we're over our time, but I wanted to just really flesh out, you know, all of the things that we've talked about, the things that we can build into our businesses to help us keep in love with the journey, the things that we can keep in mind about our purpose and the art that we make. If those don't come in the service of helping us live a life day to day that we love, I'm going to leave that conclusion for you to come to for yourself so any very final thoughts before we close the room down for today nothing y'all are quiet
7: uh? you know We're Nicole, Nicole. Nicole I, I love the way you, you summarized everything thought uh, that was very very well done um, I still think it's it goes down to sim- the simplicity of you know, if you're an artist, then you live it. You live it in everything you do, in the air you breathe, and how you view every step that you take. And I mean, everything about what you're, you're seeing and, and experiencing is viewed and experienced through the eyes of you, the artist. And and uh, if you can allow yourself to also be a creator, well, that's another step. And uh, I think a creator is, is, a, is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You, Involved in the act of creation that no one's ever seen, what is about to come out, and including yourself, then you're actually creating something, and that's a powerful feeling as well. So it's the it's that 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 life of as an artist and and not being uh, fearful of it. And you know a lot of people will say, you know, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm an artist, and they're like, oh, you know, and it's not always a positive. Oh, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, you're an artist. Well, listen, I I have such pride and joy of being an artist because I'm doing what I love. And so every day uh, I can live that day in a loving manner. And uh, so I just wanted to reiterate much of what you said there. Um, it's, It's that making that decision to embrace who you are and be authentic as an artist. So thank you again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Art as an expression of love. Love that. All right, y'all. Any other final thoughts before we close up and say goodbye for the day? All right. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Keeping in mind that this journey we're on—the um, journey of life, the journey of art, the journey of business our, our everyday that make up this journey Um, understanding ourselves and why we create and knowing the importance of being able to build those things into our life and choosing to appreciate because there's so much if you just stop for a minute and look around you how much have you been ignoring that make your life beautiful so You guys are a beautiful part of my morning every morning. Thank you for being here, for having these conversations, for being willing to speak up. Um, I hope that you will join us again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 6 for the West Coast, 9 for the East Coast. We're here every morning, all week long, and uh, pretty soon we'll be doing more live streams in the facebook group so if you want to come and be a part of that it is the artists forge on facebook you have to search for it because it is hidden Um, we like to keep our members in there safe so the artists forge on facebook will get you in there and come and hang out for those Um, if you have other things you want to chat about that room is a perfect place to do it outside of our morning hour i hope you guys have an amazing day and go make something incredible We'll see you tomorrow morning.
0: Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at The Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now
3: go make something incredible.